0: This is Turn the Light On, with James the Great
1: Cricket and George Brandon Boyd. Welcome! George, it has been a while.
0: Podcast-wise for the both of us. We've been doing a little experimenting. Uh, You know, same old stuff. We still talk. I mean, we don't have to pretend like we don't talk on the phone to each other. We just complain about never having time to podcast. It's true.
1: Yeah. We uh, talk, uh, probably a couple times a week text often. Yeah. Um, but the, the reality is this is something we both love to do and it does take a bit of time. And both of us do have a couple of jobs that are on the, on the burner for us. And, uh, but a lot has been going on in the world since uh, last time we sat down and did this.
0: Boy, I tell you what. Get this uh, podcast recorded was just all the news today. I mean, the last hours have been absolutely some of the most crazy times in this country. I mean... uh but maybe we should give like a quick rundown of what all is going on. What's all in our mind. What's been on your mind since the beginning of the year, more than anything else.
1: Um, Biggest thing on my mind is hoping, hoping people turn to Christ because I'm hoping he returns soon. soon that's been on my
0: mind something that I've been thinking about been trying to prepare myself for a little bit more uh, spiritual warfare uh, type things praying more thinking about things like fasting thinking about how my diet can affect my spirit had oh, yeah. some interesting conversations with uh, with a man today whose father actually wrote a really good book that we'll talk about. Off the air. We've actually talked about it before, but I want to talk about this off the air because it may play into some subject matter later and how we do things. But today is what is today's date? Let's give everybody a context. We need to. It is June 24th, 2022. Yesterday, the ruling that basically had. You know all those rules that you guys place on people who want to obtain a concealed carry permit, and you say mm-hmm. things like "May there you carry a Apparently, mm-hmm. B five is now the only need in this country possess hmm. a firearm, and state laws adapt their laws for this inevitability. But, you know, laws have been struck down. And on the heels of that today, we also have the overturning of the ruling and the Roe versus Wade decision. Um, That decision, of course, made abortion a legal fact in this country, even though it may be a moral wrong, moral sin, abortion on demand became legalized. And states have been trying to push back against that throughout the years, over the 50 years that it's been since that, since that, uh. Uh, decision was first made, and we are now to the point again in this country where states will decide individual abortion laws and some people say that this is denying a right some people say that this isn't denying a right. I say one thing and this is it okay this is what I'm going to say about abortion if you believe that abortion should be legal and safe in this country. You're going to have to convince me that it's not murder. Abortion Mm -hmm. on demand, as has been permitted in this country, is murder. Abortion on demand for any reason whatsoever, other than to save the life of the mother or the child, I don't care if it's incest-related abortion, if it's rape-related abortion, I shouldn't have to say things like, holding a child accountable for their father's sins is wrong. And holding chi- a child accountable, you know, to the point of death is wrong. I could say that that happens. I could say that there's things that my parents have done that I've had to do before, as as is true for you, James, right? Absolutely. I mean, but at the same time, when we say things like, this should be allowed to happen because this circumstance, this, this woman did not want this circumstance in her life. You know, who wants problem? Yeah. Who wants a uh, certain problems like this in their life? We don't want these problems anyway. So I'm just saying this to mark a date, mark a date. We're going to get to conversation later on on it. And, um, I guess you could say that, uh, the title for this episode is going to be anything. It's going to be "Truth Has Boundaries," mm. and that's what we want to mm. emphasize: that the truth has boundaries. Mm. What do you mean by that, James? You came up with this title. I want to—I know what I'm thinking about it, but I want to hear what you have to say about it first because this is <laughs> the title. I—I
1: I, I don't know if we're on the same page or not. I—I I, I think it's interesting that, um. We live in the climate of the current culture. And the pers- the specific name is is skipping my mind right now.
0: Um you're talking about like postmodernism? Are you talking about like, talking
1: yeah, about like- Clo- it's something to do with postmodernism? I can't believe it's escaping my right at uh, like relative truth is relative. What is relative? It? Yeah, okay. So the interesting thing about truth is it is exclusive. Two plus two equals four. Doesn't matter what you, doesn't matter if you want it to be three or five, it's only going to be four. No matter what you want it to be, it's going to stay four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, therefore, it's exclusive. Um, Truth is exclusive. It, it's going to, it's going to leave out people. It, it's going to. Truth is going to leave things out. It's, it's It has nothing to do with your feelings. It has nothing to do now, with... Now, hold on.
0: Wait one second. When you say truth is going to leave things out and truth has nothing to do with your feelings, I feel like that's two separate statements, but you're kind of relating them. Yeah. explain what you mean by uh, truth leaves things out? Because I would think that the truth is complete. That would be my first initial reaction to say to that. What do you mean the
1: truth leaves things out? I think I meant, we'll exclude people out. Exclude uh certain types of thought out for instance for instance um uh let's what's something that is okay let's let's take a look at um oh let's take a look at the biological okay yeah i was gonna say let's
0: look at in order for in order for my body to move in order for my body to let's say Move the muscles that are necessary to breathe. Certain things have to be present, right? We have to have some oxygen in our blood. We have to have carbon dioxide taken away from our cells. We have to have energy in muscle fibers uh, that we get from food. We have to have water. So there has to be certain things that exist in order for life to continue right?
1: Yep. Keep going. That's good.
0: And so if those things don't exist, if for instance, we take away oxygen, then life can't exist. Or if we take away the body's ability to remove carbon dioxide from itself, life can't exist. If your body is depleted of all its energy, life can't exist. So you can't have no oxygen and life. It, or, or to simplify it, you know, um, we learned about the fire triangle in school. You remember the fire triangle?
1: Golly, that was Everybody a long time ago.
0: Fuel, heat, and oxygen. And if you want to put out a fire, you remove one of those three legs of the triangle and the fire collapses. You can remove the heat by making something really cold. You can remove the oxygen by smothering the fire. Or you can remove the fuel by soaking it down, you know, like like just by removing the fuel itself and it'll go out. So that's an absolute you know.
1: Moral relative moral relativism was the word I was looking for, by the way. Moral relativism. Okay. That that is that, was... that as a concept, that as a concept is
0: vapid. It's something that philosophers like to talk about, literally Bertrand Russell said that he, he talked about moral relativism. He want, he didn't He wanted to do, talk about that more than anything else because he just wanted to get laid. I mean yeah oh yeah uh-huh. that's, that's the whole reason for the moral relativism was just to satisfy some fleshly desire that he had for sexual encounters with as many young women as possible. How vapid, how shallow, how. Unliberating, how unfeminine, unfeminist, how undervaluing of people. I mean, to reduce yourself to that, to that calculus, to reduce yourself to the point of just fleshly desires. uh, uh, Who is that guy? Why why does he do that? Hmm. Why would he want
1: to do that? So, oh. so I think what I, I think what I wanted to say is, is when it comes to truth, you know, truth agree, agrees to reality. Truth matches its object. Truth is, is simply telling it like it is. Truth, You know, we, we have this ordeal going on right now. Um you and I were kind of joking about what's what's your what's your personal pronoun? Um uh-huh. You have gender ideology is being shoved down every faucet, you know? Um, you know. I've I've
0: I've had people attempt to explain this whole "what is gender versus your sex" type thing to me. Sure. And I've always found their arguments that make gender a certain thing, you know, to be lacking. Like, like like I had a guy he's a biologist he's a, he's a he's a Christian he teaches biology at a Christian University and his thing was gender is a cultural thing whereas your sex is a biological fact and that gender fluidity can exist without sexual um, fluidity and I was like what are you talking about man it's like <laughs>
1: sounds like he just wanted it's, to use a lot of big words there buddy yeah and i'm like i
0: think that i think that i think that what he's trying to get at is that the norms for society as far as what we consider to be the proper behavior the proper expression for a male and a female is flexible what in other words i cut my hair short because i'm a man I wear long pants when I go out in public to show respect as well as a button up shirt and a tie occasionally to show respect and and to show that I'm being respectful of those around me. If a woman comes out and, uh, uh, if she might wear her hair long to signify that she's a woman, this is the signal Mm. that he's giving that she's a woman. And I think that ultimately that's what he's talking about itself is that, Culture is defining how you express these things. But now culture wants to do away with the whole idea of binary gendership, period, and say that there's more than one gender. And so now you have people trying to make that culturally a reality through expressing their inability to be satisfied with the normal binary set through the use of other <clears throat> and I think that's what's going on I could be I could be off base I could be wrong we could actually have him on the show <laughs> and you know, he could elucidate and inform us but mainly I think it's just a load of crap and it's
1: like poop straight out the evil chicken's butt you So, know? so b- back to see i was trying to flesh something out here i said what did i say truth truth leaves things out and i think what i was i, I think i need to pick better words here but let me let me let me explain this a little broader truth is not something is not simply whatever works uh truth is is not simply what is coherent and understandable you know uh-huh. um truth is not what makes people feel good <laughs> Truth is right. not what you know. Truth is not what the majority says is true. That that's that's important. Um, truth is not what the majority says is true. Truth is discovered and yeah. learned. It, it's not. It's not what is comprehensive. It's. It's not defined by what is intended. Um, truth is not what we know. It's here's here's one of my here's my favorite thing. Uh, your experience does not equate truth. I don't care what you say. Experience I, I, they, can lead you to truth. Absolutely. Experience, but is it not it's not itself. Yeah. It's but it is not itself truth. Yeah, you cause you can easily because I you hear that often. Well, in my experience, and that is your way of saying, let me tell you what the truth is. Hold on. Uh-huh. Your experience is very limited in a limited area, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's like I'm in this,
0: I'm in this room, the doors are closed. I don't know what's going on outside of these doors right
1: now. Absolutely. And that's I funny. I make certain that's assumptions. it's funny, you say, that. that's funny yeah. you say that because quite a few people who say in my experience, they spend most of their time on their phones or at their computer doing not much anything. Um, uh, truth is, here's another one. Um, truth is not defined by what, by what is intended. Uh, Good intentions can still be wrong, can they not?
0: Good intentions can be wrong, yes. And they can lead to wrong action. Absolutely. So, that is ab- absolutely the truth. <laughs> so
1: Pat, piggybacking off experience, truth is not how we know. Truth is what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, truth is not simply what is believed. A lie believed is still what, Brandon? A lie. A lie. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a lie.
1: And truth is not what is publicly proved, right? Um, I mean, I mean, there's 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 just things here, and you know, a lot of what I just said is what we're what we're kind of kind of what we're up against, you know. But let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a little okay. bit. Let's let's tackle this ordeal, kind of what we're we're hitting on here. Um, mm. The word I was looking for was more relative, more relativism, which is basically. I have the right to decide what is right. Whatever's true for you is true for you, but whatever's true for me is true for me. But no one should force his or her views on other people because everything is relative. And more, moreover, more relativism asserts that uh, morality, it's not based on any absolute standard. Uh, but Brandon, we gotta have, we've got to have certain situational ethical truths. It depends mm-hmm. on variables. It depends on situations. It depends on the culture. Mm-hmm. It depends on one's feelings. We got to be open to that, you know. Um, in fact, we got to be open to believing that there is no true reality, only perceptions and opinions. Everybody should be able to decide what is right and what is good. Is that a reality that I have to subscribe to? Is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah gee, I'm glad I you feel like that. we've had this
0: conversation before I, I bet you if you go back to like episode one or two of our podcast I bet you'd hear some very similar sort of conversation
1: that was like and,
0: two years ago was it not yeah yeah I believe we, so yeah.
1: we, 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 why do we think? have
0: to go over this again we've been over this <laughs> once already
1: and I'll tell you why we have to go over this again because <clears throat> Did Jesus, did Jesus repeat himself at all? Oh yeah. He repeated okay. himself
0: several times. Is As, there, pretty,
1: yeah. Now it is, but I, I think really what we're, what we're, what we're kind of rolling into is the whatever feels good mentality. Uh-huh. Um, there is no right or wrong. Uh, whatever feels or seems right at the time is, is gotta be right. You know, Um. I think that I think the reason that we're getting into this now, and I'm going to be honest with you, Brandon. I think the reason why we're going back over this again is clearly this is has spilled over into into church, into into the
0: into into the churches,
1: into the churches. Okay. So kind of where I wanted to, we probably having
0: when you say that when you say when you say. Mm -hmm. Built over into the churches. How does this? How does this attitude manifest itself
1: in the church? People are. Well, hmm. how has it manifested itself in the church? You have people that are okay with same-sex relationships. Okay, that sing songs to God. You have people that are okay um, defending same sex relationships because we have to love like Jesus and Jesus is love.
0: Well, break channel right there. I think that you have some bad hermeneutics going on because I don't know how you can say that Jesus' love has anything to do with accepting a person's personal sin. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he was very, very much instructive to his disciples to hear his words and put them into practice. And so in that context, in hearing Jesus's words, putting them into practice, he was very emphatic on things like personal righteousness, uh, making sure that your relationship with God was correct. Uh-uh. And making sure that your relationship with others within the church is correct. And then and only then can you begin to have a relationship with the world at large. It's, it's, it's kind of it's strange. Um, we're going to have to go back and we're going to have to like Bible study this or something like that. <laughs> uh.
1: So what you're saying is, is Jesus asserted himself as the truth? I just don't get I'm it. I'm right. pretty
0: sure he actually may have actually used those words I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, And in the context of where he's giving that particular teaching to the people, I'm pretty sure that he was making it so that the only way that you can come to the Father is through him.
1: Yeah. I, it feels like a quote. I, I think that's 100% actually, actually, that's on our church sign right now, is John 14 6. Um, yeah, I, I was but, about to say. As much time as you
0: spent last year in the Book of John, I bet that's going to be somewhere in your congregation.
1: Oh yeah, but, well, right now we're in Daniel. Daniel is is <laughs> Daniel, Daniel is forever. so relevant right now. The, the first several chapters of Daniel are so so relevant. I mean, not let me make this clear: Scripture has never failed to be relevant. Scripture has always been relevant because it's eternal. And and the reason I'm saying right now is just you, you remember the preacher that said, nothing's new under the sun? Yeah. (laughs) If you really, his name was the preacher. Yeah. The older, (laughs) the older, the older you get, the more you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, you're like, dang, there's so much of that book you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, Daniel, you know, interesting, you know, hey, these godly young men are surrounded by a a pagan nation that's trying to change that wants to change everything to change their names changed everything doesn't wants them to convert to their, you know, to their world and lo and behold, they don't they, uh, they refuse to be corrupted, Uh period, period, Uh they refuse to be tainted. And I think it's it's such a wonderful book um, to lead us yeah, to this point.
0: It's, it's so funny how people get distracted by certain elements of it. They get distracted by the, the fantasticness of certain predictions that are made there. And they get distracted by the the content of the diet of these people. They, they focus in on these, these trees and they forget about the whole forest. Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, diet, diet, shmite. It wasn't about the diet, it was about the it's fact about the obedience. They were they refused, refused to, they refused to compromise. They refused, uh-huh. you know, for, for go, go to sherik, mishak, and abednego. They would have rather been burned alive than bow down to anything or anyone else other than God. That oh, and I never want to. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Think think about that that mentality. Um, they would. I, I mean, oh, what would have what would have hurt Brandon if they just bowed down for a few minutes? You know.
0: No, and, they wouldn't that have been better anyway? Because then they would have still had their position, or that's not what God that demands. Hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. And I guess I suppose that, like, when it comes to a specific sin like homosexuality, that um, I don't get. It's like you choose this sin, you make it special, and you do your best to get away with it because you think that you're going to have the same relationship that somebody who's doing the things God's way um, doesn't have. And and it's like I just want to reach across the aisle to these people, put my <laughs> arm around them. Gently lead them to Scripture and point out where, why this isn't the way God wants things to be. He's got very good reasons for not wanting things to be a certain way
1: like this. You, you mean? <sighs> yeah, and I, I actually like that, that. That's a good response. We, we, do, we do need to reach and put our arm around these people, and, we, and that's, that's the right terminology. We need to guide them. We need to show them, hey, this is what God says. Um, now, if you're listening to us right now, this is this is Hoyt and I. Not um, we are unscripted right now, and so we can have 75 conversations and make them all connect. Uh-huh. So, I just wanted to put that out there. But it's funny you said that because one, you know what I, you know what scripture I've heard repeated a lot lately, and it makes me.
0: It makes, me,
1: it makes me want to call Jack Lup up and have Jack Lup do a YouTube teaching on hermeneutics. And that's the um, the second uh, Chronicle 7 text. And you know, my people who call by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn uh-huh. from their wicked ways. And then they will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now... Uh-huh. do you do you remember what that was actually in reference to it's great listen it's a great it's (laughs) it's a great it's about keeping the law it's about keeping the law right now i was asked recently about praying uh, god's blessing on our country and i said no i've been asking god for forgiveness about the things we're doing in our country Uh i've been i've been asking god to to move people to repent um, because that's a there, there's a serious lacking of that and that's that is so necessary humility humility uh to confess and repent and, and completely change i mean completely go a different way uh-huh. um you know how how can god bless us i mean he's blessed us he he blesses us despite us but how can he? How can we ask for his blessings? Because this is kind of going along with what you're talking about right now. Uh-huh. How can he? How can he bless us when we're murdering lives uh, and wombs for for women's rights? How can he bless us when we are um, we are just absolutely destroying an institution he created called marriage, perverting it and you know, perverting, perverting his, his nature. In the beginning, God created male and female, two genders. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're messing with that. Um, and and it, now we have transgender preachers. Um, we have, we have true. Trans- when
0: you say transgender, about men or women who've mutilated their bodies yeah. to present
1: themselves as the opposite of what they yeah. are, and, it, and it's not. And, and here's the reality: I will never be able to comprehend how a mother relates to her children. It is impossible because I was not given that ability. No matter how hard I try to change that, I'm a guy. I'm a dad. I not that do to provide. There there is something that there's a bond that God gave mothers when they carry that child that you and I, who we, we both have four children, you and I will never be able to have that kind of connection. But you know what? Yeah. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I wasn't, I wasn't designed that way. <laughs> um yeah, I mean to sit there. To to me, it's and and now I think the biggest issue, Brenda, we, what we have to address with this is it's being shoved down on our children. What are we doing as churches to protect that? How are we fighting against that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that part of what we have to do is we have to stop pretending that there is a difference between sins. I don't I don't view my sins as being different than anybody else's sins. They're not special. And I want to sometimes I want to like just do people do people not rejoice that they're forgiven anymore? No. And that they're given victory over sin. Is, the, is there nothing to be found for the for the for the victory that we have over sin? Where is that? I I, f- I feel like people are, are being lied to like somehow you can live with this and and be fine. But come on, man. It's like get over yourself for a minute and be happy that you're out of sin. Can't that be a good thing? It can be. Oh, man. So we need to talk about pride, pride month. Why do we choose the name pride to recognize a sin? You know, is it because pride goes before the fall? I mean, every time, that we, every time this word pride month comes up, I'm supposed to have pride. Or, or or let's talk about school pride. Anytime somebody would say something about school pride week, I'd be like, does pride go before the fall? That's literally, my gut instinct, gut reaction is to question what are we doing here why do you think it's a good day good thing to be aware of of how you express yourself sexually the the sex that i have in my marriage is a holy thing that i don't want to share with anybody there's fleshy parts of it that are tempting to in other ways but you know what there is nothing sexually better than having this relationship with my wife and only with my wife. I try to tell this to young men any chance I get, boys, there is a distinct pleasure all your own in learning to do one thing well.
1: So, I wrote this down a couple weeks ago. I said, uh, since the fallen world ha- has created this month to celebrate pride, let's address pride from God's point of view. The Lord detests the proud. The actual, I think, Hebrew word is abomination. They surely will be punished. Pride goes before destruction. Pride leads to disgrace. Pride ends in humiliation. Uh, when you choose, and that's all from Proverbs, by the way, when you choose to cling on to any ounce of pride, You set yourself up to fall because you are choosing to manifest an attitude that is independent from God. An attitude that worships self while not fearing the Lord. And an attitude that pursues one's own way while rejecting God's way. And I wrote things. And here's some things I wrote. Here's some things I wrote. When you allow pride to manifest, you're unable to acknowledge the sin in your life. You easily reject truth. In fact, you remain stubborn in your sin, where you maintain walls to keep you from listening, growing, and being where God commands you to be. Um, you know when you allow when you allow pride to manifest, you become self righteous. You you set yourself up to be the standard to be to be followed. Uh, when you allow pride to manifest, um, you are always right. There's just some uh-huh. things here. These are some things I've written here. Uh, when you allow uh-huh. pride uh, t- to manifest, um, you fill your life up with so much that you force God to compete for any ounce of your time, because you are filling your life with the things of this world. Uh-huh. In fact, God is continue put in, is continue put in a position that He will never be fir- where He'll never be first. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff I wrote, but the, the most the, the the biggest thing that I wrote. Uh, was when you allow pride to manifest, you never see any reason to confess and repent, Moreover, you choose to give up your seat at the great banqueting table and forego heaven to follow Satan to the path to hell, because there is mm-hmm. no heaven without humility
0: no heaven without humility yes and I uh-huh. guess that's, uh, I guess that's mm. it you know when do people see us? Be humbled, though, James. When do when when will when will they see us humbled?
1: Well, here's here's the deal about humility. If I if you and I don't choose, I mean, listen. If if anyone doesn't choose to be humble, it'll be chosen for them. Mm. Um, That that's that's the reality. Um, There is going to be a time where every knee is going to bow when the moment that Christ comes, and He's coming. Um, you want to be in that position where you bow? You're already bowing. You've been bowing.
0: You mm-hmm. don't have a
1: problem, but because the, when you bow, that means you're you're lifting God up. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna, I mean, you, you, you're gonna bow anyways. It's gonna happen mm. anyways. Whether whether you whether you reject Jesus. Um, even if you still reject Jesus, you're still going to bow before Him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the re- that is that is reality. Um. So here now, here now, let's now let's let's back up for just a minute, though. Here is the good. Here's the good news. We're getting kind of heated, Hoyt. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let's let's <laughs> let's let's do let's do some good news. Let's let's do some good news here. I said this also a couple weeks ago in the same conversation. Um, I said that worship doesn't happen when we do not truly see God for who he truly is, nor grasp the truth of ourselves. And I said to, to truly be humble is to truly have a firm grasp of the truth of God and the truth about yourself. And the biggest reason that humility isn't—you'd ask the question, "What do people see as humble?" Uh, the biggest reason that many uh, the humility isn't pouring out of us is because we're still clinging on to our pride. We are still sinning. We're still—we are still going to God, expecting Him to do something uh-huh. when He rejects the prideful. Now, here, here's here's where that leads me. Because one of the best places to be before God the Father is is a repentant is a repentant heart.
0: Um, what do you mean by a repentant? Heart? Well, this, this stuff, again, well I
1: for, it's it's a system. complete it's a complete change of mindset. It's it's an absolute. I can no longer do the things that are not pleasing to God, and I need no to start we, doing no longer do the things that are pleasing to God. Yeah.
0: And you so, do the things that are pleasing to God. And there are things that are pleasing to God.
1: There, there are a ton of things. And the, the word of God is very much filled with those things. So now here's also what I wrote. And here's something, Brandon, I think is, I don't know. We could be 80 years old and I don't think we will grasp this. We could be old men, grandpas having poured so much of our time over scripture and not only just over scripture, but mimicking scripture, mimicking our Lord. And I wrote, I don't think I will ever grasp just how great God's love is over me. Oh. And one of the reasons I said that is because he's, dude, he's so patient with me. And I think he's more, he's, he's more patient with me than I deserve. He has given me time after time, after time to repent and correct behavior. mm-hmm I don't deserve His grace or mercy, but because He loves me more than I can comprehend, He continually pours them into my life.
0: And, and building on that, can I build on
1: that idea for a second? You can, you can wait. Let me wait. Just wait. I, I promise. Okay. I, I'm not done yet. Then you can build. Okay. So, what I wrote was: If you are breathing this AM, you know, or if you're breathing right now, God is God is doing the same for you. He gives us time to repent. Here's the thing. God is in the restoration business, hence him sending Jesus Christ to, to the cross. Uh-huh. He loves to restore the repentful person. Pride is an, though pride is an abomination to him, God gives grace to the humble. He says this, one of my favorite scriptures, you must not forget one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord. and A thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. The day of the Lord will come unexpectedly like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and, and the very elements of themselves will disappear in fire, and earth and everything, and it will be found to deserve judgment. Amen. So, now finish your... Now go ahead and jump on that.
0: I think that... Um, just building on your idea of repentance and what it means to repent. And I think that there are people who will, in the course of their life, in the course of their belief in God, are going to constantly have to endure their flesh. And they're going to have to continuously be confronted with the choice to sin or not to sin. And they're going to make the bad choice Uh, over and over again. Sometimes, sometimes they'll make the right choice and sometimes they're going to make the wrong choice. And this may be something that for them gets harder over time and easier over time to, to say yes or say no, whatever it needs to, whatever it needs to happen. There's people out there that are dealing with things that I don't comprehend when it comes to some of these sins, because I don't have a problem with those sins. That doesn't make me better. There's, Problem, I have problems with sins that, that I have to continuously repent for. And I think that there's an element of our faith, coupled with this idea of repentance, that in our faith, we must believe that we are capable of change, that we are capable of repenting, that God will eventually restore us
1: and make us whole. Ooh, 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 ooh. Can I jump on that? Yeah. So, one of the words that is used in the mushy church atmospheres Uh that I don't think is used properly is is the word broken. The reason I don't like the word broken because I think a lot of, a lot of, Folks believe that's where you got to stay. God never intended us to stay in the muck and mire. He never intended us to stay broken. He
0: uh-huh. never
1: dis- intended us to stay sinful. Hello, one of the greatest gifts He's given us, besides His Son, in His in the Word of God, in in our wives in the church, is in our children is is the Holy Spirit. It's promised to us in baptism. Absolutely. And one of the things the Holy Spirit does is when we we surrender ourselves and submit to the Lord, when we allow this God's Spirit to transform us into Christ's likeness, we're, we're supposed to be constantly growing in our faith, growing in Christ's oh. likeness. And here's the thing. My identity isn't supposed to be in my brokenness or my sin or my... Stupidness or fill in the blank. My, I, I get to now take my identity from Jesus Christ, uh-huh. which is so much better than anything I have. And just a just a, re- if I'm
0: going to identify as anything, you know, um, I think that I could identify as saved slash sanctified. Nice. Uh, is so that
1: your preferred program?
0: The Bible does teach that there there are no males or females, right?
1: Okay.
0: I, we, I, I realize I'm taking that out of context, but I'm deliberately doing it because, <laughs> you know, I know that there's people who are listening to that, so well, take it out of context and think it's funny, but I am sanctified above all else. That's my yeah. identity. My pronouns are saved and sanctified. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Me. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. I'm I'm impressed. Um, that was really 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 good. Uh, you see, for all those listening, this is without a script. This is a typical George Hoyt and James McCrickard conversation, is it not, Brandon? Is Just we, we yeah. You, did you hear me? I did not. Hold on. I dropped my phone. It's having- like. So, in the so for those listening to the imperfect podcast here, um, I said uh, to our listeners that this is a typical conversation between between us. Uh, how we we're doing this unscripted right now, and we've we've basically gone to seventy five different places, but we've made everything connect somehow. And so I'm just, I'm just telling our listeners, this is, this is a typical conversation that we have when it comes to, um, God things, because we're very passionate about our Lord. We're real passionate about, I think the biggest thing we're passionate about is making sure the truth is proclaimed as, as it is written, because back to what you're saying, truth matters. It doesn't matter what happens tonight. Jesus Christ is still Lord. The cross still happened. He still rose from the grave. It doesn't matter what happens tonight because since He was the beginning, He's going to be there at the end. Everything that God said would happen has happened and will happen. It doesn't matter. And therefore, um, you know, it doesn't matter what the government messes up or what new law they try to instill, Jesus is king, he uh-huh. is Lord. It doesn't, n- none of that changes. Absolutely he still, not. He still has, as he said, he holds the, the keys to death and Hades. He is the beginning. He is the alpha, the omega. Uh, Even, even greater. There isn't an obstacle alive now that can change what Jesus has done. Uh Everything he's done, it's done. It's done. It's finished. Great. One of the been finished forever. It's one of the greatest lines. One of the greatest lines in a very very horrific scene and it wasn't said from a defeated, a defeated man. It was said as a victorious, victorious line. And, and here's the thing. Since God's word doesn't change, since he doesn't change, maybe we need to make sure how we live our lives Uh is aligned with that. Just a thought.
0: Aligning your life with Jesus is going to make your life, life complicated life. and not complicated. It's going to make, make your, your life, life. <laughs> exactly Easier It's going to make it a reason why just, it's easier. Because you can't bear yeah. a hard load.
1: No! You bear the heart load. You <laughs> need that easy Jesus heart load. Well, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about burdens and burnout on Sunday. I've got a, a timeout sermon, and you know, obviously, I've got the the Matthew eleven twenty eight text there. Jesus, Jesus didn't go to the cross to take away our burdens, or completely take away every burden. Burdens there are uh-huh. there there are burdens that Jesus shared that we need to have on ourselves. But here's the here's the great thing. Because he's already conquered everything. Do we have to carry that load alone, Brandon? Carry. Our sin,
0: the weight of our sin. Nope, done. Gets it. Done.
1: And guess what? Jesus wins. Actually... I actually think no, no, it's, it's past tense, right? He won. He already won. It's over. Can we say that game mm-hmm. set match? Okay, that'll work.
0: I mean, I don't see why. I'm, it's it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, yeah, it, it's set in I, stone.
1: Okay, he's done. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you think we should? Uh, should conclude this podcast with some funny stories since we got all serious for a minute. Or do we do we want to address anything else?
0: you have something in mind in particular?
1: I dunno, since we've we've gone off script the whole time. Uh, uh, we're pre- the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think the fact that you, uh, dropped your phone, you dropped your phone is the best talk, thing. Covered all the <laughs> that we need to cover <sighs> I wonder how it sounds
0: it, it, happens, it happens
1: twice, twice too that's, and, and the it, thing it, is <laughs> is that
0: I made myself a problem I wasn't going to edit this, I, I yeah. this I'm publishing a
1: podcast nice so you're
0: going to edit that's, that's, that's yeah. my plan here I'm gonna take the issue
1: and bam, podcast. So no funny, so no funny stories for so. our listeners. We got we got no story time with, with uh, Brandon and James. We we've got we got to think. We got to think of one story. What you? To what are you? No, so you got that's I, fine. You obviously came prepared with the issue. No, I I'm, I didn't. I just it's just a thought that came to my head. It's always good to end. We always like to end oh. our, our, our podcast on, on random things or something random. And I thought, man, what would be a good story? I'm trying to think of a story from our past. And I, I can't think of one. Get, th- throw, throw something out there. Get my brain going
0: get your Get your brain going. Yeah. Did, we do, did we cover mexi melts at Taco Bell?
1: No, I don't think we've ever told that story.
0: Well, uh, we've told the story. Nope.
1: We told them so. I think it was funny when your daughters f- first heard that story. I, uh, you know, it was so I had jokingly said to um, Brandon has four daughters and I, I've got three, and we, we have something kind of in common right now. We, Our daughters are obsessed with anime.
0: <laughs> and I had
1: jokingly said, Hey, Brandon, we should, we should have a trip to Japan. And bring our daughters. And, you know, yeah, perhaps. And, you know, Brandon with a serious response. And I went, but knowing our history, I said I would somehow get us, or get Brandon specifically, in trouble with the Yakuza. Um, <laughs> so this, this Mexi Melt story kind of goes into play because Brandon's, our, our entire relationship, I have always played practical jokes on him consistently and somehow at times have gotten him in trouble like one day we'll tell the story about a present i got for him a couple years ago Uh but that that would be a great story but let's let's uh let's let's uh start the story out with the mix email brandon all right so we
0: had no idea where we were but we were in orlando and we were in an area known as pine hills
1: oh yeah that's right
0: and uh, in Pine Hills, it has a nickname, Crime Hills. Uh, needless to say, we were um, out of place, yet not out of place, because we were where we could afford food. Yes. And at the time, a Mexi-Melt, a chicken Mexi-Melt, perhaps Taco Bell's most delectable thing they've ever created. Simple wine. still. too.
1: Out- mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so I was like, let's go get, uh, like, we got, like, three bucks. Let me go get a Mexi-Melt, man. We're hungry. We were hungry. So we walk in, and I order first. And I don't know if James is just mad at me because I got it in front of him or what. What am my Mexi-Melt? My little Mexi-Melt. And my one small plate, whatever, whatever. it was that I wanted to and, um And... <laughs> Uh, was waiting for my Mexi Melt and James <laughs> Marshall, my best friend, only since I was 12. Oh man, Tries to grab as many napkins as could fit between well, his <laughs> thumb was a lot and place them on top of my tray. As I've got my back turned, filling my cup with Dr. Pepper. So I turn back around, thinking <laughs> to myself, I'm The lady's placing her, my Mexi Melt, on the tray. Looks at me and says, Why do you need all them napkins for one little Mexi Melt?
1: Dude, she cussed you out, I think.
0: I'm pretty sure that there was some foul language involved. Um, there, there is, uh, if the right location, the right time and um yeah so everything about that is uh is the truth and uh i just stood there speechless i couldn't say anything at all uh absolutely nothing at
1: all well i didn't get an ounce of trouble yep he just laughed i was I like ah, i gonna... so, no what what happened was Brandon got chewed up and spit out by this by the manager because he had he had basically every napkin they had on his tray oh. and he had no idea that I put him there and I kind of just played along with I can't believe he did that and uh, <laughs> why? Brandon didn't know how to respond so that was. That's, that's the Mexi Mel story. That's the Mexi Mel story, but we got more stories for you. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We we thank you for listening. I apologize if we were all over the place, but it was we decided on today's news that it's time that we got back to our podcasting ways. And this will, from going forward, we do have a we we actually do have a lot of scripts written out, don't we, Hoyt? We, we have well. I think that we
0: need to th- rethink it. I think we're gonna, we going we may need to just like kind of like rethink what we're doing.
1: Ah, we can do that.
0: Yeah. Cuz I mean, it's been a long time since we had a podcast and I think the main thing needs to be to let people know what we're talking about cuz Light Winds, that's the name of our podcast. It's still the name of our podcast It's still what we're all about. And we, we want light to win. Absolutely. And uh, we want to actually, it's not that we want light to win because we can have an influence over that, but we can have an influence over the net that is cast across the path of victory for light because the light is won. And nothing the darkness can do about it.
1: Yep.